This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते आई एम अभिनंदन सेखरी और लिसनिंग टू द हफ्ता वेयर ऑन एपिसोड 194 बाय द वे वी हैव प्लान्स फॉर एपिसोड 200 सो वी विल कीप यू पोस्टेड अबाउट दोस व्हेन द पब्लिक पेज द पब्लिक इज सर्वड व्हेन एडवर्टाइजर्स पे एडवर्टाइजर्स सर्वड कैन आई प्लीज अर्ज यू वंस अगेन टू सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री एंड हेल्प कीप न्यूज फ्री लेट मी इंट्रोड्यूस अ पैनल टू यू टुडे we have manisha pande hello we have anand vardhan hello we have raman kripal hello and we have a very special guest all the way from the us joining us over skype shoyoni das gupta is a medical writer she works at a medical communications agency she's based in new york she completed education in biological science in delhi went to the us for her post doctorate so your doctor shoyoni das gupta ha not anymore <laughs> okay. i left academia so it doesn't matter <laughs> oh i see and she's appeared on hafta once before she's been a news lorry subscriber for 2 years and we are thrilled to inform you that we have more accomplished and uh, better commentators as a pool of our subscribers than from the menu of panelists on mainstream channels so i think going forward we should pick more people out of our subscriber pool rather than um, trying to dip into the panelist menus that are available this is what we'll be discussing today of course the hashtag me to movement which shayuni has once schooled me on a gender shayuni you wrote me that admonishing email once right <laughs> that my views on genders are all yes. very very yeah. man man right so i i ho- hope to get some uh, more uh, lessons from shayuni i must admit the last month has been a huge revelation for me uh, you know i grew up with two older sisters and a mother uh, mm-hmm. who basically brought me up and um, i was I still consider myself very sensitive to feminist issues but even so uh, I've learned a lot in the last month I shall discuss that with you uh Mr Akbar has resigned uh different channels are claiming credit for this including bhai versus bhai <laughs> uh, but but I believe this is the victory of a whole bunch of ladies who have come forward and said you cannot push us around so kick you in the nuts back and go to hell Uh, which has what has kind of happened so that's great the sabri mala protest also on gender some shocking images across tv channels yesterday yeah. where women journalists had their hair pulled had their dupattas pulled had the windscreens of the cars broken uh, i was just wondering how um, how the same media would have reacted had this been of another ethnic group would have done something like this and most people said why did you send women reporters that it's stupid to send women reporters to a crowd that's already agitated Cheek. that was a reaction so by her they, they should make sandwiches <laughs> well the should men go yeah. male reporters yeah. basically i was going to ask that to the hafta panel do you think this will affect the decisions of media organizations to send women reporters to such situations i don't think so i think so no no i think they will send i mean one is sort of careful anyway that kind of mindset does exist that in a conflict zone or if a riot situation you generally don't send out women reporters alone or you think But Sabri Mala was not, you know, it, it was just the, the opening of <laughs> of the temple. So I mean, I wouldn't have thought twice. You know, but going forward, do you think it will impact? Is what Shoyani? I think it will. And I'll to tell Sabri Mala or no, to any such place. I'll tell you why. I, I think to any be... conflict area, for that matter. And uh, this was not even a conflict zone to begin exactly, with. Exactly. Like uh, Anand, your view? You think it will impact? No, no, it will no, not. I don't think. Okay, so now here, let me tell you. how businessmen thinks and how news professionals think as an editorial editors i am a news professional but i'm not an editor raman sir and ananda thinking we are idealists we are all reporters we go do the same stuff everywhere the man who has to figure out the resources thinking 
अच्छा अगर वहाँ गया है मे हैव टू पे एक्स्ट्रा फॉर सम सिक्योरिटी अगर पचड़ा हो गया तो मेडिकल के लिए एक्स्ट्रा अच्छा ये फाइनली इन अ कॉपोरेशन डिसीजन आर इकोनॉमिक विच इज़ वाई आई हैड मिटर्निटी लीव एंड नो पटर्निटी लीव नो कम्पल्सरी पटर्निटी लीव विल डिसइंसेंटिवाइज ऑर्गेनाइजेशन फ्राम हायरिंग वुमेन बिकॉज दैट मीन्स फॉर द सेम अमाउंट ऑफ मनी यू गेट फ्यूअर वर्क डेज एंड लेट्स फेस इट इन कॉपोरेशन एवरी डिसीजन इज इकोनॉमिक इट इज नथिंग बट इकोनॉमिक इफ इट मेक्स इट मोर कॉस्टली टू सेंड अ वुमन समवेयर एल्स पीपल वॉन्ट एंड आई विल टेल यू वेरी ऑनेस्टली वेन वी यूज टू मेक शोज फॉर आर हाईवे ऑन माई प्लेट हाईवे माई प्लेट वॉज एन ऑल मेल क्रू बिकॉज आई कुड हैव टू पीपल टू अ रूम सपोज सनली देर वॉज वन वुमन प्रोडक्शन कंट्रोलर एट से अच्छा हर शूट के लिए मेरा एक लाख तो सीधा वहीं चला गया वेर एज आई कुड टेल माई असिस्टेंट डायरेक्टर विद मी सो बोध एन आई हैव शॉट ऑल ओवर द कंट्री सो एनी वे आई थिंक इट्स एन इकोनॉमिक डिसीजन बट आई कुड बी रॉन्ग बट दैट्स माई जस्ट वन करेक्शन आई एम नाई देर जर्नलिस्ट नॉट एन एडिटर ओके आलोकनाथ हेज ऑल्सो फाइल डेफिमेशन For rupees this whole indian me too hashtag it is a two or three facts it is largely restricted to academic and news media not even to entertainment other than tanushri and uh, vinitananda case none of the others are from the entertainment industry uh, secondly tavleen singh's criticism that it is an elite phenomena and therefore she rejects it uh, and thirdly um, do you think there is any critique or criticism of a movement that is due now or if it is due one should wait because context is everything please go ahead uh well to begin with uh, you said that it's restricted to academia so i will pivot from that a little bit because i think it's more restricted to academia and humanities i come from the sciences the biological sciences particularly and i think we haven't even begin to scratch the surface in that field uh can i take a couple of minutes to talk a little bit about my field in particular please So uh I did my PhD in biological sciences and when I was in my institute which is a national institute of immunology in uh, Delhi affiliated to JNU we had a whisper network in our institute that isko join mat karna iski lab mein mat jana ye creep hai wo creep hai and uh, like the fact that our uh, field is so recommendation heavy a negative mm. review from your boss or your boss's friend can just make or break careers and our field is not really an outward facing field so as to say because our work is not in the public domain so there aren't enough scientists on twitter so you cannot just hold a perpetrator accountable on social media you just cannot pressurize a perpetrator on right. social and media and most so people won't know problem. him so it won't even get traction it won't even get traction and also typically phd takes like 4 or 5 years to complete now if someone decides that i want to leave my lab after 3 years of working they will have to begin from scratch again and who wants to spend their entire 20s working towards a degree 
Hmm. So that's a big problem. I I I will uh, briefly touch upon three particular cases, and I want to get your idea on this. So three major incidents happened this year in February 2018. Uh, the scientist, uh, one of the top immunologists in the country, his name is Dr. Kanuri V S Rao. He had to resign from his position at THSA, which is an institute in Faridabad. Uh, and this was one case where due process worked. The second case is from JNU, and I think News Laundry also covered that case. It was quite widely publicized. Professor Atul Johari mm-hmm. uh, from the School of Life Sciences in JNU. He was arrested. Eight women uh, uh, leveled allegations against him. He was arrested, released on bail, but he is still at JNU. I actually checked the JNU website today, and his name is still on the faculty page. And the third case that I read was about this. Uh, professor in engineering from the Indian Institute of Science in Bangalore. So I read these three uh, news reports uh, from like maybe three days ago. Apparently, he's a very high profile scientist. He's been sacked, but his name is not in any of the news reports. So I'm just worried that he will be hired by a university or a college in a small soon. town. Right. And people will not even know. So why do, you, why do you think this happens? Is it possible that an institute has the power to decline revealing an accuser's name and what should news professionals do in that case okay i'll just quickly weigh in on this and then i'll let manisha uh, come in and then raman and anand can you know it's funny shani you should be saying this i was just discussing this with my sister uh, last night over dinner uh, that why is this such a media heavy thing and uh, my view is a twitter is media led i mean everyone who's at enthon yes. twitter is yeah. a news media okay. professional or someone who likes to troll news media professionals that is what <laughs> twitter is right and mainstream media legacy media is also taking its cues from news media whose hashtag is trending more right. now i was saying the corporate uh, you know world will be the least represented in this because let's say some you know uh, raju pipes which could have a 200 crore turnover you know in surat or some uh, wood manufacturer in muradabad whose turnover could be 500 crores there the secretary is being you know uh, sexually harassed or molested by the general manager who cares a shit about a moradabad factory which may have a turnover 10 times that of news laundry okay. but will never so uh, that is why i think and the kind of same logic not to that same extent but applies to academia uh, manisha please no i completely agree with you which is why i have been i have been very careful about not calling this me too movement of india i think hmm. it's the me too movement on twitter Hmm. And yes, it's had a repercussion where you've had a junior minister who's had to resign. But again, that was journalist-led. And even in the case of journalists, it is interesting to see that a lot of the women who have complained aren't currently working with organizations. Many of them are freelancers, hmm. or many of them are working with news media. So even within journalism, women who are still employed with big big media organizations will not speak. in the way that freelancers have or in the way because they don't have the baggage of an organization and even they are worried now about what happens to the to our future job prospects like when this whole euphoria kind of dies there will be i do Who's think there will be a backlash and mm. i do think that consideration that will you be employable or not and will you be looked as a troublemaker or not will exist in journalism also right raman sir no i think uh, i'll just take the media aspect um, mm. especially the bangalore case i think all these uh, academic uh, institutions they work in top uh, secret manner hmm. anything Absolutely. any such thing that happens the first thing that comes to their mind is suppress it hmm. so in our case the media is always sniffing hmm. but uh, sometimes we come to know 
and when we come to know about it we definitely highlight it hmm. and if we don't come to know about it then then they get suppressed so i think this is what has happened in the case of bangalore i don't know where hmm. you came it uh, hmm. you, you read it in the media or you yes it, i read it actually in the bangalore mirror economic hmm. times and first post i think i just saw, saw three reports okay and uh, there's been no follow up uh, the national media did not uh, hmm. take that up anand you want to weigh in on this no see uh, uh, there are two things in it that uh, two extremes on which people have swung hmm. that denying that uh, workplace harassment is a reality hmm. now that's another extreme yes it is a reality works workplace sexual harassment is a reality in india as in any other country now the other extreme is that uh, assumption of uh, the all allegations being made at some fountains of gospel truth mm. now that is another extreme no mm. so it may be a cliche to say but uh, truth may some uh, what lie somewhere, somewhere lie in between, between. so uh, th- that is one thing academics the suppression system uh, i can talk about humanities uh, mm. because i have uh, been closely watching that field mm. and i still reside in our in university area mm. so academics uh, uh, the suppression is uh, more because it is a co- close knit community and uh, a very uh, give and take patronage system is there also so uh, the flow of information is very restricted uh, also uh, a kind of uh, like iria sarkar list a kind of activism would ensure that uh, the um, supposed uh, perpetrators of a particular group are not exposed mm. that is also there uh but i think uh, everything comes down to credibility i think the latest issue of the economist mm. has a report that after one year me too movement in america has turned against the victims yeah they have done a study and a very comprehensive data, uh, survey and data analysis and it says that people are more now skeptical about the allegations made so mm. so it would ultimately come down to the credibility of the allegations what you can back up with now something like ira trivedi kind of allegation mm. now you uh, by her own admission she uh, said that she wanted to help state and chetan bhagat to for her literary career mm. now what kind of books you write that you need uh, pulp fiction writers like chetan bhagat or some pr person like suhel shet to push your literary career mm. now uh, this is also a sad commentary on the publishing scene in india yeah, yeah more than so gender it's a publishing yeah. okay so now you have something to say because i have something to say but before that shoot Yeah I think I had uh, said that in my tweet also that Chetan Bhagat's transgression is not in the same category as Alok Nath and it needs to be handled as such that being said I think I agree with, with what Cherry said last time that everything has a context so like bad behavior is definitely problematic but when it becomes a pattern like you do it with multiple women multiple times then it becomes a problem but I do agree that at least the media coverage has to make a very strong distinction between Alok Nath and Suhel Seth and uh, what's his name mj akbar and maybe like chetan bhagat so I, i i don't think the media has given proportionate coverage to all of them and kind of just lumped all together lumped all together yes and that's why there is like more criticism of the movement 
So that's yeah. that's true. Um, so sorry, um, Manisha. Uh, I think one thing that Anand spoken of of credibility. I do think there's a big danger in India also for that because just because the way it started with so much aggression, where everyone was dubbed a predator, th- this movement will calm down. People will start analyzing, and then there will be. a backlash at some of the allegations and on the there's one thing that i think is worth pointing out like where you said that there's a give and take or there are there's also conversation about mj akbar that there were some women who gave in and some women who didn't the sexual harassment law actually says even that a quid pro quo situation amounts to sexual harassment because there should not be an implicit understanding that you give in and you will succeed right and even if a woman gives in that guy is still a sexual harasser because you're giving out an implicit sort of uh, you're putting it out there that this is how you succeed and this is the reward so yeah. it is important i mean i think conversations on that also need to yeah happen. i think a couple of things also we're in the week where uh, hillary clinton in an interview was asked that um yeah. would you consider what uh, bill clinton did was a misuse of power she says no um monica lewinsky was crap. an adult that so much for hillary i mean that she should have just I, i was surprised at her answer she should be prepared for this question and she should definitely have a better answer uh, i think a couple of things one is that uh, what Tav, what tavleen singh said that this is an elitist movement I, i'm surprised someone of tavleen singh's experience would uh, be so unread on movements across the world uh, that almost all of them start off as elite movements including the independence movement in india including the apartheid in 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 the uh, in south africa including the uh, you know uh, movement for the emancipation of the black community in the us it was it was led by the elites it gathers steam later the only thing is there the gathering steam happened quicker it may happen a little fa- uh, slower because of the fragmented class system in india so i was surprised that tavleen singh hasn't read enough about move- movements across the world that every movement can be dubbed an elite movement in that case secondly one thing that i have realized is irrespective and i'm not saying all collateral damage is okay we have discussed in last hafta one thing i've realized is and after speaking to a lot of women and reading a lot about this as a man you don't realize that every waking moment is a combat zone for a woman in a workplace especially in a toxic workplace like some of the ones that manisha we have we are investigating mm. just getting to office to getting out of there i mean if you had to go through the day with your guards up how taxing that is so even if it's consensual if that has been baked into the equation that when i go to work that is a part like it's it's like saying if i join the army it's baked into the equation that i have to be fit it's not this external element that we put to me later So a lot of sexism is so baked in. It is only through a movement that is as carpet bombing as this is that one realizes these things need not be baked in. They are external. Get them out of there. And only right. what is. And the second thing is now a lot of women who would be a little um, hesitant to speak up now are. It doesn't matter how young they are. They will yeah. turn around and say, "Fuck off! I'm not going to take your shit anymore." So I think that has happened. It'll be great if it can happen in bloody Saharanpur and Meerut. and you know sewal khas but even if it happens in 20 cities good enough yeah at, at least i'm glad that a conversation is happening we don't even talk about these things so as long as a conversation is happening my parents ask me about this which they would never so so i i think that that's a good sign that at least we are talking about it and i think in the long run when it comes to credibility i personally think that in the long run only credible accusations will stand the test of time that, that I, always... i think so 
Sure. That's what I said last time also. Mm. Um, the credible things are going to stay. The other things will be sifted out. Yeah, but I think, uh, but I still do think that what happened with someone like Varun Grover is not fair. He's such a high-profile guy. It could. And he's on the list, by the way. Indian Express has a Me Too tracker where he is one of the predators. So yeah. the thing is, that I think that's it's a now problem. just. But uh, no, but he anyway, has given Anand a closer. I think he wrote a good piece. So yeah, he wrote uh, a good, good thing. Uh, Anand, sorry. Last word. Then we'll move on to Sabrimala. Okay, so now people with gift of articulation will always have an edge in this battle. Mm. So th- mm. that is another thing. I am not going into the merit of allegations, but th- that is an. I was uh, th- uh, talking about the elite thing. Now you see the interactive patterns in modern offices is such that these allegations would always fall in a grey zone. Mm. If it's not a black and white case, there mm. are, are would be categories of case sure. of outright villainy. There could be outright. But the vast majority would be in the grey. Because of the interactive patterns in modern offices. Now, Mrs. Singh's is a very closed view on it. Uh, so uh, the thing is not that movements are elite, but also that rest of the people don't talk, don't uh, care about these movements. Uh, so. Uh, if it is too boring also and if it is some people tweet about it as if they will live forever mm. and change the world or something like that mm. or uh, too much wokeness you don't want to visit social media if it is too much wokeness and lecturing and this mm. and that <laughs> so so uh, mm. so uh, will not care but see uh, what is that uh, people will see that uh, if Normally in India, you also ask a man whether you drink or not. Hmm. For example, I am a teetotaler. Hmm. Someone uh, not assume that I drink, but uh, the accusations are that he offered her a drink. Hmm. Now, what kind of society is that? For rest of India, it is an alien society that a girl is drinking. Hmm. So, uh, that's not the, in most of the allegations, he offered me a drink. Now, one that Raman sir sent. Raman sir sent today a Hindu editor. Mm, that right, that article. Yeah, article. Now, she says that in North India, in North Indian metropolis, having a beer is common. Hmm. Now, that would, even in metropolis, that is not something, an exemption that you go by. Hmm. So, that kind of uh, her argument, hers is a, a stupid argument, Dublin sings, but she is only having a small degree of traction. I get what that. you mean. And mm. she wants but to remember Akbar for his contribution to journalism. Yeah, that, that was completely ridiculous. But I, it will make men behave. Trust me on that. So <laughs> I think it may sound... Yeah, A lot of the... Uh, uh, um, they take liberties. A lot of liberties men take. And going from liberties to outright illegal behavior and everything in between... Uh, it will definitely make men behave. I mean, I can tell you, I'm a lot, part of a lot of uh, all boys groups. Uh, you know, there's a football group. There's an old boys group. Like everyone's going to be watching their ass, which is which is good. Um, I have one quick announcement before we move on to the next subject. Like Shoyoni, who is a subscriber and a valuable contributor now with the second hafta. If any of our subscribers, there, I know we have a lot of subscribers who are doing a lot of scientific work in Boston because I met them. If you want to join the Hafta with your expertise, we would like to have our guests as from our subscriber pool because we have a really great subscriber pool. So write into our producer, Karthik, that is K-A-R-T-I-K, K-A-R-T-I-K, Karthik at newslawney.com with your name 
email, phone number, and your area of expertise. And wherever possible, I think we should just dip into our pool of subscribers. Also, while I'm at giving the credit, this hafta is recorded by Anil. Thank you, Anil. Also, we have the next after a long time of production. Our let's talk about series on objectivity is out. Um, I, this has been worked on with Karthik, uh, Ayush, and I, uh, and it's been edited by Umrao. So thank you so much for subscribing. Do listen to it, and we'll be having one coming up on naxalism and on female genital mutilation as well. Those are the next two coming up. So, moving on from there, uh, Ravan sir, start on this. The Sabrimala issue. There are two issues. One is, of course, clear violation of um, a Supreme Court order. But on the upside, I have never seen. Okay, maybe not never, but maybe it's happened on Twitter, but I haven't witnessed it where. An NDTV reporter is retweeting a Republic TV reporter's tweet, and a Republic TV reporter is congratulating an India TV, India Today TV, because. Everyone okay, go stop go laughing, guys. I'll be accused of being insensitive. In any case, Manisha, because women from all of them got beaten up or roughed up, so they all. I think that's great. So, so the gender issue and the news professional issue, Raman sir. Uh, this third issue also, Supreme Court. I think is going to take Sumoto not of it. ऑन मंडे No, Kerala but they, 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 they just imposed Section 144, hmm. but they didn't do much. Uh, you know, the that's what the standing around. people on the ground. They are saying the police, police could not do anything. Maybe next week. There were no arrangements. So, see, in, in cases like this, I have seen even in Ayodhya. So, you call for rapid action force. You, you state hmm. has to inform to the center hmm. to to pull in, uh, you know, more paramilitary forces. Hmm. So, the, it can always be done. So, but they, they never had halke se le liye hone. Hmm. so this is one thing uh, and secondly the uh, women reporters uh, were beaten up we all know about it uh, but what was really surprising that uh, the women uh, women stopping women protesters uh, huh. the protesters hmm. so that is something which uh, yeah really i mean There are a lot of women who are opposed to this. There are a lot of women who are opposed to the temples opening. The devout, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a devout versus. I mean, just just like there are a lot of women who say the burqa is a sign of choice and therefore a sign of strength, which I think I will not try. Just Google Salman Rushdie on the burqa. He has destroyed that argument once and for all. I mean, just saying it's a choice doesn't mean it is empowering. No, some people way. are saying that this is the religious issue and the court should not. Uh, you know come into this but i feel yeah, that i am a little uh, on the fence on this i don't know if courts should intervene no but i don't feel that anything like this i mean there was there was sati pratha also previously so if you call start calling it that religious, was, no, like someone sati, lost their life even <laughs> yeah and even dowry or triple talaq also there were muslim women it was sort of a reform from within the community which was then backed by the law So there was a consensus among Muslim women who felt, okay, this triple talaq has to go, and most of the petitioners were Muslim women who had suffered 
और इवन सती तो खैर समबडी इज बीइंग बर्नड दैट्स अ डिफरेंट थिंग इट इज ऑलवेज एन आइडियल सिचुएशन व्हेन द मोमेंट कम्स विद इन द सोसाइटी आई मीन आई एम आई थिंक इट्स मोर लेट आनंद कम इन एंड लेट मी लेट्स यानी हैव द लास्ट वर्ड ऑन दिस आनंद सो फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल आई थिंक इट्स नॉट एन रिलीजियस इशू बट एन इंस्टीट्यूशनल वन बिकॉज़ वुमेन आर अलाउड इन अदर टेंपल्स इट्स द केस द केस ऑफ अ पर्टिकुलर टेंपल गुड पॉइंट सो इट्स एन इंस्टीट्यूशनल वन whether you have right to intervene in how the institution frames laws for itself mm. and uh, it would be wrong and uh, i think hindu groups have also got it wrong by conflating it as a hindu religious issue because it's not mm. it's of a particular institution so mm. don't make it a hindu cause so uh, second is of course uh, uh, the dialogue should have been with the institution as manisha has pointed that it ca- it cannot be a judicial farman ki as ab ye karo kyunki because a uh, judicial statesmanship has to take into account also the immediate repercussions of it and uh, how the touchstone has to be a liberal law right but uh, also you don't decide what the most devout the most dedicated people to that institution believe in because those thronging that temple yesterday may not be the most committed mm. to that to that institution mm. i'm not defending the sure, violence but, yeah, but, but the but the logic oh, is sound yeah, i agree with you so yes. uh, so that is uh, uh, so um, uh these are the two broad points only i want so any what what are the your takeaways from this fracas did you see the images by the way in america have uh, you been yeah they were terrible yeah i mean i saw the images on twitter and they were pretty terrible hmm. so i actually have two questions not comments really but two questions to the panel uh like manisha said the battle against triple talaq was led by muslim women do you know who was a petitioner in this case I am not sure who's the lead petitioner but I know it was reopened by a group called hold on Indian Young Lawyers Association sort of reversal of the ban is what I've read but I I will say that I'm not I have not followed the case properly so I don't know if well there are several petitioners I'm just reading that there one of them is advocate prerna kumari but like you said there's this other organization as well so I think there's a group of petitioners shayani So mm-hmm. I mean it could very well be that uh, Ayappa's female devotees do feel that we should be allowed to enter and there were some women who wanted to enter but I don't know if it's at a critical stage where a lot of people believe such a thing should have happened but what I mean I don't know if there's a critical mass of people I mean the general consensus like maybe 377 is not not everyone believes it should be decriminalized but there is a popular consensus which is apparent that it should have been decriminalized after which it was i don't um, know if in so, sorry, this just, case yeah just to let you know the four there four individual petitioners as bhakti pasricha sethi prerna kumari dr lakshmi shastri and sudha pal uh, they are four individual petitioners in this case but there is an organization as well so yeah there's multiple petitioners yeah shayani carry on no actually i don't really have a position on the sabrimala temple because i personally don't go to temples <laughs> but the only thing that i would say is that violence is bad of course yeah, violence I mean, is bad and that was that's completely unacceptable and my also, my another question to the panel would be that um i think i saw someone from the news minute tweet that their reporter was not even going to the temple she was at some landmark on route to the temple yes and the fact that she was attacked 
do you think the protesters just made it a point to attack journalists to send some kind of a message i mean why would you attack people who are on route they're not even like close to the temple so it just boggles my mind i think it was very much to send a message in fact not even on route uh, one of the journalists the indian journalist was attacked while she was in the bus that was carrying the devotees back mm-hmm. one of the women who had not been allowed to enter was put on a bus and they were taking her back to okay. whatever that uh, camp whatever it's called she was in the bus to interview the woman so they dragged her out ki bhai you can't even interview the woman who's been wow. denied so they weren't wow. so she wasn't even on her way there so it was definitely to, um, you know it was i think organized it is a push back to bhai the media's covering it in a way which is liberal and we don't agree i think it mm-hmm. is uh, it's a mockery and i think it shows um, there is a certain disrespect and disregard to law just like was demonstrated at the hyatt regency also with that video doing the rounds but the pink trousers pink trousers but sorry yeah. i just want to quickly go uh, the indian editors guild which usually says nothing to anything about anyone has uh, requested mj akbar to withdraw the defamation case against priya ramani and i i would say anyone listening to this uh, and you want to support um, you know you should extend support to anyone closest to you uh, for this issue because someone who is a minister at least was till yesterday filing a defamation case against freelance journalists is a huge power discrepancy and i think uh, as news professionals we need to back that news professional uh, that's my personal view i'm not saying it's an institutional view if anyone news lawyer feels otherwise feel free to articulate that just picture. back on uh, on sabrimala and the violence that happened it was absolutely planned and in fact rahul ishwar's twitter if you see he tweeted that we need to guard our frontiers of faith from cultural invasion of feminazis so be there so it was a call that was sent out hmm. that guard this and be here and lot of people have said that bjp of course used this as their like mini ram janmabhoomi in kerala where they don't have a consolidation of votes so they kind of rallied around this sort of a cultural slash hindu uh, mm. issue but i'm um, just to make it clear like my being on fence on the supreme court judgment uh, is should not be equated by with condoning the violence i mean i think the violence was Right. completely unwarranted does anyone have any other thing on this uh, before we move on to and i i think that you have to be really wrong when even subramaniam swami is against you i think i i saw a tweet today what did he say <laughs> he's blocked me you know i can't even enjoy his tweets actually, actually uh, i think a and i took a bite from him and i think he said something like supreme court made a decision against triple talaq which is also a tradition and everybody was applauding now the same hindus are on the streets protesting supreme court's decision against what they think is a tradition <laughs> so i think is even swami is against the protesters then they How have to really off in the head <laughs> the arnab yeah. really gave it to rahul ishwar yesterday really oh, what did yeah, he say yeah, yeah. oh yeah how dare you because his reporters were attacked yeah, but, and he's but the, all he's got but, a kind of been on the side of uh, the sabrimala thing yeah, but arnab what his interview with the kerala minister she was a minister for um for, for some um i i forget what it's a lady minister and he just Shelija. went He just went on asking her tuck tuck and she says listen to me this is not fair then she said, I don't want to talk to him he's not even listening to me he's not even ask- it's so I think Arnab just makes a mockery of everything which is unfortunate yeah. which is also unfortunate on you know the whole uh, I I sorry and one more on this me too I had uh, you know any criticism of the debates on television among a certain and even if you're not critiquing the movement you're critiquing the debate there's this tendency of some of the very over enthusiastic feminists mm. to push back and say how dare you that was a perfectly sensible debate and you know i'm just step back <laughs> and think on every other issue the debate is idiotic on this one it's sensible why have you been attacked 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so many. Okay. I said, oh, yeah. I, I, when I wrote that piece on that idiotic debate. You know, this time. Yeah, this time I was sitting with, with some. I said, what a dumb debate. Why? What was wrong? I said, everyone <laughs> was hysterical in that debate. No. I said, so on every other issue that channel, you may have sat with me and said, on every other issue that channel has stupid debates. But on this one, you think it was sensible because it pushed your agenda. And, and which is my whole point of collateral damage. As long as it is something that you agree with. Collateral damage is acceptable. If something you don't, then it's not. But uh, yeah, so that that's uh, an interesting one. Uh, I have another announcement to make. We have a 200th episode of Hafta coming up. We're going to be trying to do a live of that. And uh, we'll do it in an auditorium or something. So we'll do it in front of a live audience, which will only be for subscribers. If you have any ideas on what we should do on this 200th episode of Hafta, do write in to contact at News Learning and tell us. Because we'd really like to incorporate your ideas. And again, I'm plugging our next episode of Let's Talk About is online on objectivity. Those of you who use the word objectivity loosely, do listen to it. Is journalistic objectivity desirable or possible? Um, we have a lot of people weighing in on it, including our very own in-house genius, Anand. So, Anand, let's start with you now on this. you discredited the soul. By calling you genius. <laughs> By calling you genius. Okay, no one takes me seriously. <laughs> You're lucky. that uh, I mean, I'm just a, a goon. As, as Raji Malhotra and Vivek Agnihotri. Dangerous den. They operate fun. like a den. That's like Vivek Agnihotri. No, you know, the funny thing is, on that day when he came, it was Saturday. And there was Karthik, me and Ayush, there were three of us in office. <laughs> if that is, and there was no one, office was deserted. And only because in I fact, had to like come. It's, maybe that's like, why he called it a den. In basement, mein hai, koi three hai people, no, no one knows what this America, operation if, is about. If that is your gang, then you haven't seen a gang too, then you have very few friends. But um, Anand... Also, aren't you supposed to be a Mr. Fernandez? I think... Yes, that was you, earlier. You, I was supposed to be a Mr. Right? Fernandez. Obviously, it had to be a Christian name. But by yeah. the way, Shani, me and Rajshri keep disagreeing on this. Abhinandan is not a Bengali name, is it? It's a Hindi name. It's, a, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a typically Bengali yes. name. I have heard it uh, in Bengalis and uh, what we call non-Bengalis. Yes. So, you, you, you know what? <laughs> what we yeah. call non-Bengalis. Yeah. It's a very popular term. So we are Bengalis and everybody Everyone else, else is, is non-Bengali. Okay, Anand, amazing. on Allahabad to Prayagraj. There is a sorry train called Prayagraj Express, isn't it? Which yes. goes to Allahabad. And this is not the first time a cabinet approval has been given to rename it. Hmm. It's happened in the past as well, if I'm not wrong. I think effort was made in 92 under Kalyan Singh and 2001 under Rajnath Singh when he was the chief minister. Because I, I remember reading about this earlier, no, like with years a, ago. Cabinet approval not, but efforts were made. Okay. But it uh, didn't uh, fructify. But right. now... No, so, how big a deal is it? I mean, we are discussing it on the Hafta because it was on, you know, on, on panels. I think it's one of those issues that you can have a no and yes, so therefore the debate is exciting. Is it is it a big deal? Is it a question of cultural appropriation, which I think as a concept is an important thing to address, but is renaming a part of that exercise? Okay, so uh, see, cul uh, historical memory is uh, traditionally aligned with uh, cultural projects, mm. or, or cultural projects of any group, whether right wing or any group. So that is one way of seeing it. But uh, there is also uh, that uh, in 90s, you had uh, Bombay being made Mumbai mm. and uh, Madras being made Chennai. 
Yeah, and then later and it was Bangalore to Bangalore. And from the very next room. day, I started writing it at Chennai and Mumbai mm. without any nostalgic lament about Bombay or or <laughs> Madras because huh. I had no nostalgia about that, and I had to write civil services exam in which <laughs> if I wrote Bombay, I would be penalized. Huh. So, so I had practical even, even in the media, if yeah. you write Bombay, you will be penalized. <laughs> so, so I had practical concerns. So now. You see, uh, the f- Article One of the Constitution says, "India, that is Bharat, would be a union of states." Hmm. Now, three or four hundreds before the drafting of Constitution, Hindustan was the popular name for India. Bharat was not. So, this sense of historical memory was there in the Constitution's first article also, hmm. and Allahabad it. Apparently, is a uh, name. It and the renaming ha- is actually uh, restoring a name. That name was already there for Allahabad uh, before before the Mug- uh, before Allahabad Ak- happened. And there are contested uh, debates about it. Some say that Sajaha re- uh, renamed it. Some say Akbar had only built a fort, hmm. which was called Allahabad. And then Sajahan. So there are count, uh, different historical accounts about it. Uh, but Allahabad is not just any other city. It is just like having a different name for Haridwar or Rishikesh. Hmm. People do not approve. But it's significant uh, for religious uh, and cultural issues. issues. But hmm. then 500 years have elapsed. Hmm. Now, if you do it now, then other concerns would be raised that you are doing it for that or doing that for that. Let me give you an example that now when Lalu Prasad Yadav, in his last years of chief ministership, he said that Patna should be named Ajimabad. 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 Hmm? Appeasement politics. What and is nobody, Ajima? No, nobody knew about what who was. So there was <laughs> apparently a Sufi saint by name of Azim on the outskirts of Patna. So he wanted to name it Ajimabad. I see. So and when he became rail minister in uh, UPA government, hmm. he actually ran a train which is uh, still there from Ahmedabad to Ajimabad, assuming that but it is Patna. from Patna to Ajimabad. just like Prayagraj. So, yeah. So so it it was not restoring a name, but it was coming up with a new, new name, name, which was yeah new pure name. Appeasement uh, politics, and, uh, while the cultural uh, evangelists in Patna are for Patliputra. As Patna's name, though Patna is as ancient a name as Patliputra. Patna is not of medieval, hmm. uh, is not a medieval invention or hmm. name. So it is as Patna is as because Patan Devi, the ruling deity of Patna, it comes, it derives its names from that. So anyway, so that is a different kind of project that you come up with a new name. But Prayag is not that you have come up with a new name. It was it only there. It's a restoration of name, not renaming. Okay, Shayani, where you? from actually i i am originally from ranchi which is in jharkhand now okay but uh, my parents now live in calcutta okay so and you I'm call it calcutta i am a jharkhandi bengali but you call it calcutta not kolkata oh yeah i just realized no i call it calcutta <laughs> <laughs> everyone from calcutta calls it calcutta no one has moved to kolkata people in bombay have moved to mumbai people in madras have moved to chennai but people from calcutta have not moved to kolkata i've noticed that for about all calcuttans 
but yeah what is your view on mm. this the politics of renaming cities i mean i would just like to just refresh people uh, my position is that i did think that the demand of the uh, shiv sena back then that every shop has to have a marathi name as well uh, should be compulsory i thought that was a good thing but yeah for the reasons i've explained in the past hafta but this renaming i mean where do you stop it how far back do you go i mean it's completely pointless in my opinion hmm. and uh, mamta banerjee has tried doing this with, with west bengal also she had uh, proposed i think bangla hmm. for west bengal but it was shot down by the opposition bongal was it something bongal, really weird bongo or something hmm. yeah. very very weird all the technically west bengal is an incorrect name because there is no east bengal correct so how mm. can there be a west bengal mm. i think it's completely pointless and it's my opinion but i think this is because the kumbh mela is in january 2019 so this is just rss and bjp's way of you know going back to their quote unquote hindu roots of allahabad i may be wrong but i think that's what it is mm. and uh, but It's no, re- uh, no, I agree. It is the smallest and least resistant inducing cultural projects that right wing may take up, mm-hmm. because it's the it will. Uh, it does, it, it's what you call a victimless crime. Ah, <laughs> uh, so because <laughs> it, it would uh, face least resistance. It is just a stroke of pain from the stroke uh, you, from the state government. And at least some uh, employment is provided to painters. So new logos to be made, new printers, all that stuff does no, happen. I think, I think, in, I think in our country, renaming, you know, it comes with some kind of hostility hmm. and with some sense of appeasement. Hmm. So that is why I, I just, I don't get any sense of history from a name. Okay, I, I mean, I, if I need to get uh, history, then I'll just take a history walk. and 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 the person who's going to tell me about a place so this is how i get history so i i think what is there in the name i mean that's mm. that's what i mean it is also many thing intangibles like say a colonial experience like gold coast mm. now when it became independent it renamed itself as ghana mm. so also you, the accusations are coming because there is a feeling that you are uncomfortable with a part of history yeah but yeah. also i think in india's case it's a little more complicated because what was india before 1947 you know it's very difficult because there were all individual kingdoms the moguls came there was that kingdom so i i do think it's in india finding like in america it's clear that there was a war between the confederates and you know the pro slavery and anti slavery certain statues stand for something but i mean it's like saying ashoka was you know ashoka was a great king no doubt but the kalinga war was also reality you know the those days a king was supposed to be a king not a democrat so i think this whole thing that akbar was an evil king but ashoka was a good king the hindu kings are good the muslim kings are bad yeah that's it's, that's bizarre where do you also stop in, it in up uh, in mayawati's time there has been a history of renaming districts you had mm. four or five new dis- new names of districts and on new districts manisha no i mean you guys have said most of the things but to me it's completely pointless and people who did call alabad prayag would were calling it like my mother used to call it prayag my grandmother used to say prayag so mm. that hindu cultural aspect of it to lot of hindus would say prayag alabad interchangeably it's not and yogi adityanath is doing it yeah so let's not like let us yeah. i mean we have to let's just see who's doing it it's it's mm. obviously for a Yeah, this is happening at the time of Kumbh. Kumbh Mela. Yeah. And Prayag Raj is a bad name, yar. If it was just Prayag or Prayag Bad, also would have been better. But Prayag Raj. Why Raj? 
लॉन्ड्री A snapshot headline for each link, and this could be for subscribers only. Great idea, Karthik. He's creating work for you. That means the post-production team would have to put all these together. Second suggestion that Dheeraj gives is make a list of all the Me Too allegations and ask us subscribers for top twenty, and go ahead and do an investigation into those twenty. This I'd love to do. Great idea, oh, Dheeraj. Oh, this is a great idea. I'd love five hundred to one. I, I, as a subscriber, would love this. Okay, maybe we should try this. Five hundred to thousand per person. NL Sena project needs to be done in the next two weeks. Subscribers only. I believe you could start with Saloni Chopra. Saloni Chopra. Uh, which case is this? Is anyone familiar with this case? Just Google it. Uh, Manisha Alkari on his third suggestion. Ah, uh, Sajid Khan. Film Sajid Khan. Sajid Khan. Uh, allegations okay. against okay. Sajid Khan. Okay. Third, I am not being a male chauvinist or patriarchal or misogynist. In all this, we have never bothered to have a discussion what the male thinks. The male psyche, Abhinandan, please be objective to understand why I'm saying that. Uh, before I'm objective, Dheeraj, do listen to my podcast on objectivity because that itself is a difficult <laughs> pursuit. Okay, to make my point more clear, look at the heroes in most South Indian, Kannada, Telugu movies or Bhojpuri movies. Hopefully, I'm within your word limit. Best, Dheeraj. Dheeraj, uh, I on your on your other two uh, suggestions are fantastic. Maybe we should really. seriously consider uh, the second one for now the first one i think karthik will need an additional couple of editors to put this in time because it should be done by the same weekend this this uh, in a deep dive into the top 20 nl uh, the top 20 me too movements are i think uh, an, an interesting yeah, yeah, one yeah that would be really interesting to on, really deep dive on the male view adhiraj i think the male view has been articulated by everybody from bollywood to writers to artists to bosses for a long time i think maybe we should give the male view after a year or two i don't think this is the right time to give the but male I view but i think last hafta uh, was we did discuss not the male view but it wasn't Really the female view either and we have a interesting piece if i don't know if you read it on why me too should not become a moral force but that's by lady it's by lady but it is it is it brings balance into the conversation the next email is from shipra garg shipra says the hafta team in response to the discussion on me too movement and also the recommended reading by abhinandan regarding state policing of individuals i'd like to make some comments there exists a problem of sexual harassment in our societies be it our streets homes or workplaces women have been living with this reality for ages and finding ways to deal with it some are successful some withdraw from the place and some end up as victims they have tried various means of addressing this within the system for a very long time and the system has repeatedly failed them the intelligentsia the people in power be it men or women the government the media the courts and the human resource departments have repeatedly and institutionally failed them thus enabling the predators they are collaborators in the eyes of the women very well articulated shipra and yes i agree with much of what you've said regarding the state of policing of individuals shipra i'll save this part of your mail because we have two mails regarding exactly the same thing so i'll bang all those three together and i am let's move on to pandey ji pandey ji's issue so <laughs> everyone seen the yeah, video can i can i sorry sorry to button can i say just one line and i really want to know the panel's view on this so when it comes to criticism of the me too movement i personally would take a woman's criticism more seriously than a man's 
at least at this stage. I don't know how you feel about it or how the panel feels about it, but I think any criticism from a woman would be more acceptable to me at this juncture, at least. I agree. I don't think many men are criticizing out of fear. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them are shut. But it's true that whatever I've read, uh, criticism is has come from women. No, if it and is, and I've agreed with some of it. I've, I mean, if it is an anonymous criticism, I'll take it with a pinch of salt. But if mm-hmm. someone is coming ahead, you know, with the name, definitely it has to be taken seriously. Right. Yes. Right. That's no, I'm also talking about just the a criticism of the whole movement as such. That also I would the take criticism, like, like uh, take a woman's criticism like more seriously than a man's criticism of the movement. Manu, that I will just discuss. Manu Jodhul had a piece I think in Times of India. Though I haven't read it yet, but apparently that oh, yes. was. Anand, do you have a view on this? No, I have no view on it. Okay, uh, my view on this is the following. I definitely think. one would take a woman's criticism more seriously and it sh- they should with good reason uh, some of which which has been articulated by shipra but i will say that i have found myself doing something that i never usually do in fact we have a big poster in our this thing of thou shalt not commit logical fallacies while in a debate and one of the logical fallacies out of the 20 that is listed is called appeal to authority so it's like saying <laughs> that yeah this is true subramanyam swami said this a few days ago like you know just like atul atul not atul agnihotri vivek agnihotri said in the interview now see if mr modi is doing something it must be smart i said not necessarily i mean just because someone else saying it but i have found myself doing that i'm not saying this the lady said this <laughs> so, so so i i have started doing that now because one knows that is a more credible source of a statement than a man and with good reason i i think i think it's uh, it's absolutely correct that it should So um sir are you carrying your gun today No I'm not I hired sir ke coffee leke aata hai I have a confession to make after that I'd like Shayani start on this I saw that guy's video that he's uploaded Pandey ji is he related by the way Manisha <laughs> No he's Pandey with a Y Okay <laughs> Pandey yeah. with a Y is from plains Pandey with E are from the hills So oh, we are we're, yeah, we're, I, I we're have, way more cultured Yeah I I have a pahadi Pandey friend yeah. without a Y Pahadi yeah, Pandey is a league apart we PPs. don't Yeah do you guys call it pahadi Pandeys <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but he's also PP because plain pandas. Plain pandas. But but I saw his video upload. He's Lucknowi pandas. हाँ, but Lucknow से. But his वो उसने has has anyone seen his has anyone seen his apology video? No. Guys, no. just go no. online and see his apology video. What is he done? Actually, that's it. He's shed his uh, pink pants and he's wearing a white kurta pajama <laughs> and he's looking and he's speaking in Shuddh Hindi. <laughs> He's not, you know, he's not in BMW. He's sitting in a very plain background. He's saying, "Dekhe, मैं 20 साल से मेरे खिलाफ कोई केस नहीं है." मतलब बहुत ही शराफत की गौमुख हाँ का स्रोत वहाँ से बह रहा है. But I, I will, I will say this. He had me. He said, "Dekhe, मैं अग मैंने उस मैंने उस उस महिला ने मुझे धक्का भी दिया. उस महिला ने मुझे अश्लील इशारे किए. <laughs> The middle finger is अश्लील इशारा." <laughs> So guys next time in office if you ever go to the hyatt and you want to be rude to someone just say imagine an ashleel ishara bro because i ain't using my hands so and he said lekin maine usko kuch nahi bola main sirf aadmi ko gaali de raha tha so he says aur ab i you know respect the law he spoken very nice shuddh hindi and ab main court jaake apna whatever karunga ashleel ishara uh, and i i was because the other guy is also the son of an mp yeah, or a yeah. former mp that guy threatened me inside that's why i came out 
and in self defense i carry my gun so I, he said i didn't point it i just kept it on my side in case i am attacked but, so that is his but that uh, other guy he was hiding me and his girlfriend throughout he was hardly think, being aggressive <laughs> you <laughs> just and he's a congress ka distance i like congress i think the congress is yeah. i think he, he has already useless. got a legal help uh, before he issued this uh, video and uh, the lawyer has told him well that uh, he wasn't intimidating anyone hmm. he just carried it in self defense hmm. so uh, you see i have written a piece on it <laughs> yes um, please do read yes. if you have nothing else to do <laughs> so uh, and uh, you see pandes in bihar are bhumiyars as well as brahmins so hmm. uh, there is one more variation of pande so this man i to his credit He has not uh, let his for, his uh, foreign degree. He is foreign educated, hmm. so to he has not let it intervene in his understanding of the power matrix of the country. Hmm. So and he his sense of uh, what is his fiefdom, oh, and and he ordered it very well. Means in Lucknow, he he would have ordered uh, the Lucknow thing. Ke, मैं पांडे जी का भाई हूँ फर्स्ट देन द गन गन वुड बी द लास्ट रिजॉर्ट फर्स्ट इट नाउ इन द नेशनल कैपिटल द प्रोटोकॉल ऑफ क्लाउड डिस्प्ले वॉज रीऑर्डर्ड गन फर्स्ट एंड लास्ट दैट बिकॉज बिकॉज देर आर मेनी हियर टू मेनी हियर विद दैट पॉलिटिकल लीनियज इन डेली ऑर्डर्ड इट वेरी वेल नाउ द गन कल्चर सो नाउ इन द गवर्नमेंट हिंदी मीडियम स्कूल आई यूज टू गो आई मीन्स विच आई अटेंडेड my uh, you can in every class find five six students with a katta with a gun wow so gun it's the katta is a cheap gun hmm. ha it's a single a single shot pistol now it is just as easily available and uh, everyone means everyone needs some sort of rangbaj and hmm. if they monetize rangbaji they become rangdars then they extort so that's my hierarchy ha uh, that's hmm. the hierarchy they extort it's a very aspirational national thing into hmm. to, to say, because uh, in uh, with lack of other avenues of capital investment crime is a very serious business right. and the foot soldiers are available so hmm. so it's and now he is in um, this man is in um, liquor and real estate business both need muscle power in yeah. up and bihar even in delhi liquor and real estate even so Steve he Jobs is so so, so that, he yeah. has got into the right business with his political background he, he uh, uh, with his understanding he, he just missed a bit with his clumsiness if you had ordered a little better he would not have been booked people are not booked in bihar and up for such offenses yes and 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 also uh, it would be interesting to see who actually circulated it because what i have been told is that the girl sitting at the back in those very trashy sandals they had those spikes those you know those very like you'd expect like a tna wrestler wearing those sandals it had those things on the side <laughs> uh, uh, she recorded that what i have understood is she sent it to him ki dekh tu kitna cool he sent it to his friends ki dekh main kitna cool and since jute ab tera to ho gaya yahan ka theek hai so then he sent text to all his friends don't let this go viral. viral and one of his friends texted that bro it's already viral one of my other friends sent it to me so 
तो हैड इट नॉट बीन कैप्चर ऑन वीडियो शायद कुछ होता भी नहीं बट आई मीन आई जस्ट थिंक दैट इट्स नाइस टू सी दैट डेली वॉज स्लिपिंग फ्रॉम दैट रेप्यूटेशन दैट इट्स द सिटी वे पीपल पुल आउट गन्स एंड आई आई वॉन्ट टू बॉम्बे वेन द जयसिका लाल केस हैड जस्ट हैपन Uh, I was with India Today at the time, and I was transferred to Bombay. And as soon as I got there, everyone said, and the the cover story that week was Jessica. Acha, you're from Delhi. Yeah, तुमसे तो पंगा नहीं लेता. Delhi मतलब हर सच्चा भद्र reputation की देखो कहाँ से कीचड़ से उठके कोई आ गया यहाँ. And over the last 20-25 years, it had gone. Now after this, again, although the guy has said in the video, मैं लखनऊ का हूँ. लखनऊ का. That's what I was like. Since when has that become a threat, yeah? I've never heard someone say, "I'm Lucknow ka hu bach ke rehna." Lucknow ka and with the bhaddi gali. Azam lad ke ladke hote hain, thode notorious. You know, I'd say okay. Lucknow ka with the bhaddi gali. मतलब कोई बोलेगा Azam लड़के हो मैं डर जाऊँ. Such a good language. Yeah. I learnt my Hindi over there. Lucknow to is now known for its tazib and all that. Yeah. I don't know why he said, "I'm Lucknow se hu." He never. He wanted to say, मतलब कि Lucknow के इनका बुखारी, बुखारी होते हैं. हाँ, मतलब भोकाल टाइट था कि मतलब कि मैं इनका बेटा हूँ लखनऊ से हूँ तो वो तो यहाँ चल नहीं सकता था तो जैसे लखनऊ से हूँ तो भाई I have been. I was in Delhi for ten years. I really like Delhi. Hmm. There are so many things to like about Delhi. But something like this happens, and that one enduring image of Delhi, like this political, full of like politically crass people, gets reinforced, and it's just so upsetting. It's like, yeah. That, Kanpur also have, have been threatening. Kanpur is. Yeah, Kanpur is. Lucknow is just like okay, great. No, no, no. no, 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 no. What he wanted Lucknow, to say. Lucknow, me, what is? I I worked there for two years with Indian Express. Hmm. The thing is, if you are you are a Bokali. Bokali is the term over there. They use it. Dada. And anybody, if you are not, if suppose your car is without a number plate, yeah, you are a Bokali. Hmm. Okay, so you will see most of the politicians, MLAs, Ansari. Ansari had a fleet of twenty cars. All cars had 786, 786. Why? Huh? Because that's his lucky Bukhali, number. 786 Bokali. So I I I got a in express. I got a you know shot done. I I took a photograph of ten cars in a row, all 786, 786. Oh my god! That so, is also SUV. SUV ah, is SUV. also the imposition of that power. Yes. They don't prefer BMWs and Mercedes in Bihar. But, and so even with money, symbols. SUVs, big mm, SUVs. Yes. and uh, that has percolated in to haryana also there is a popular haryani song that baithungi piya bolero mein so bolero yeah, mein so <laughs> no i decided i decided not to buy scorpio huh. because every politician in lucknow had a scorpio sir i have a scorpio mujhe aap badnam kar rahe ho scorpio is a gunda car i would not trust yes. someone with a scorpio bhai aisa hai main monsoon mein can i tell you when half the kasoli hill was Landslided. I took my niece and nephew up to Mashobra and got them back. Every car around me had broken down. The bloody Scorpio pulled it. That is what it's for, not to drive in but Delhi. I think you know too much uh, importance on Still what Pandey did. But the women, yeah, the women, the way they were speaking about the other girl, it was ah. just you know throwing transsexual bitch. as an abuse. Are you skinny bitch? Are you don't give her a compliment? I was just like. Me too. Or a one day, or one day. I mean, this is and that girl said me too on the other side. She said me too. Ma, me too. Got a zikr. Did she? Yes, she had a zikr. Me too. Oh, no. अरे वो जो पांडे जी की लीला में एक मीटू का भी जिक्र है मतलब गेस्ट अपीयरेंस आप सुनो जरा कान लगा के ओके बट दिस हियरिंग इट वाज जस्ट टॉकिंग द दे आर आर फ्रॉम 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 दुबई दुबई वन ऑफ देम इज़ लंदन 
शशांक Kanade and one from Shipra um, her second half the first half I already read they are referring to what i said last week about china i had uh, recommended three podcasts on how china is has created this credit rating system where you know individuals behavior is shown on a billboard and accordingly you can get a booking in a airline or a train your loans are accordingly passed so basically it is this in my view very intrusive and i said since china is going to be the next superpower and if one is to assume the economic superpower makes legitimizes certain systems across the world just like capitalism or free speech was we shouldn't be surprised if india goes down that route so i have got some pushback on this i'll read parts of these emails because they're more or less saying the same thing siddharth torani uh, other than he has some other recommendations that i'll go right in the end he says china is more like japan and not so much like america japan hasn't grown for 30 years average productivity growth in manufacturing properly measured over the past several decades is 5 to 6% and demand growth is 1 to 2% so manufacturing jobs are being are losing every year he says china is fucked like japan has been fucked this is going to give rise to world of service economies none of which are dictatorships it would be an oxymoron to have an authoritarian service economy so basically and he's given some links uh, this web this email will be on the website you can read it uh, it's pretty comprehensive a similar thing is said by shashank he says china aggressively surveils its citizens china will become a dominant he says this seems flawed because india might be screwed anyway but the logical implication that above does not seem to hold these things are more a consequence of how much soft power a culture holds over another culture the problem is that china has absolutely no cultural soft power over india we don't watch chinese tv shows chinese movies read chinese books but eat chinese food hakka noodle manchurian baby Heck, zero percent of our intelligent population can read Chinese. We don't actively immigrate to China. Majority of our universities don't have embedded Chi conficuous institutes run by Chinese governments. China already is an economic superpower, so there's no danger of that happening. He says. Then Shipra says something similar that regarding state policing conditions in China being supported by large swaths of population. She says something a little different. The paragraph, the key paragraph is: If tomorrow an ordinance were to be introduced in India that any government official living beyond their means would be publicly humiliated on billboards and their luxury vacation. will not be booked they wouldn't be allowed any access to banking and so on you'd be surprised how many indians would vote for such intrusive monitoring shipra you're right so i just like to say that yes i do get the criticism that because china is doing it there's no danger because soft power matters uh, in fact uh, i've quoted this in a previous hafta uh, a book which is a series of interviews and speeches of lee kuan yew where he says and i agree with him that china cannot be america because american pop culture is what has made america you know desirable and china doesn't have that uh, you know I, and kpop the korean pop i have recommended that podcast on hafta once it was a very it, that uh, that guy who what was his name gangnam style gangnam style it wasn't a tukka kpop has been pushed by the korean government with state funding because they want 
Koreans to have certain pop culture, you know, resonance around the world because that is the only way that a country really becomes a leader. So I get that. But I still think if a country is the mightiest economic power in the world, some things that they follow as economic models will be accepted as normal in the world. And I think that surveillance is one of them that could be. I'm not saying that it'll become like America will, but certain aspects of that you know, policy, I think, will find acceptance the world over. Anyway, that was my point. Now, i just like to wind up with Trump's latest interview. We discussed Mr. Khashoggi's mysterious disappearance last hafta. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't remember, he walked into the Saudi embassy in Turkey. And now, apparently, the Turkish government or Turkish media, which they couldn't do without the Turkish government's approval, has carried reports and they say they have audio recordings that he was first his fingers are cut off then he was beheaded shit and Trump after all this has come out in an interview to Fox I think just yesterday or day before said that you know I think Saudi should be considered innocent until proven guilty and they have been my biggest allies not America's uh, how he worded it are we in a situation and Shani you can start on this you're sitting in America yeah tell me uh, I mean I get from Don Lemon's show in the morning and because I lead, read left-leaning American, you know, media, is it as scary that, is there a general sense that basically any basic decent human value, even at an institutional level, has just been thrown out of the window now? It doesn't matter. You can say anything. Saudi can do what they did to Khashoggi and the US president will say they're cool. I'm okay with that. You know, uh, the Kavanaugh hearing, all that. And not just the hearing where he won, but the kind of stuff that people have said after that. You know, office mm-hmm. bearers. Uh, what is your take on that? Actually, I think, and this is my opinion, I have seen a distinct shift in attitudes before and after the Kavanaugh hearing. And things haven't been that good after the election. People have been feeling very distressed and, oh, we are going back to the dark ages. Uh, like, um, this is like white supremacy all over again. But I still remember on the day of the Kavanaugh hearings, there was a somber silence in my office all day along. And then in the evening, I met a couple of my friends and some of them were Americans. And all of them had watched the hearings, but they were very sure that Kavanaugh will not get elected to the Supreme Court because they said that a man who breaks down in public like that creates a scene and would probably be called a drama queen if he were a woman. Hmm. He will never get elected to the Supreme Court. But But he he did. did. The Trump administration brazened it out. And after that, there has been a sense of defeat in people, I would say. Hmm. which was not there before. And uh, they're like, ab, ab to kya hi hoga? that kind. I mean, I, I hadn't seen this before. I mean, even with Trump being there, but there was like so much criticism from like, I mean, the media is, you've said that many times before, is like much more free here than in India. They criticize the takedown Trump sure. much more than anybody would do, would like even never think of in their dreams doing that to Narendra Modi. But after the Kavanaugh hearings, things have taken a negative turn in people's minds. I would say. Right. Anyone else wants to win on that, sir? Anand? Thomas Friedman wrote a, a piece recently praising the Saudis and he's also supposed to be a great yeah, admirer. Yeah, criticized a lot, right? Yeah. What, what was the piece? Tell me, what is it about? I haven't read it, but he's known to have always said great things about the Saudi royal, royals mm. and how they're reformers. Right. And in fact, there's a really interesting piece on 70 years of the New York Times describing Saudi royals as reformers. Mm. So the Saudi-America love affair is kind of goes back right. seven years. I, I, <laughs> I think uh, Thomas Friedman's piece is a couple of months old where he uh, 
put and you paid a very glowing tribute wrote a very glowing profile of mohammed bin salman and he was roundly criticized by everyone on twitter at least and uh, people are quoting that story again because mohammed bin salman was supposed to be this liberal leader who has allowed women to drive but but now they're like back to square one with khashoggi being murdered hmm Khashoggi's fiancée has also written a piece. I see. Mm. But that's crazy, yeah. So on that note, I think we'll wind up the hafta. Uh, Shayoni, we are going to ask you for your recommendation. As you know, it's tradition on hafta. Uh, but let me start with you, Raman sir. What what do you have? I wanted to speak about Jamal Khashoggi only. Okay. His fiancée has written in NYT, New mm. York Times, mm. on October 13th. That mm. my fiancée Jamal Khashoggi was a lonely patriot. Okay. Okay. Check that out. Anand okay two recommendations uh, one annapurna devi passed away early this week mm. and uh, she was uh, first wife of pandit ravi shankar the sitar player mm. and she herself was a very accomplished uh, musician mm. uh, she played a far more complex uh, instrument than Sa- pandit sastri mm. and better than him and that is uh, uh, surbahar Mm-hmm. and uh, they had common guru which was her father so in mumbai mirror alif sruti who was who is uh, the only the first man or the first journalist writer who have interviewed her she she not an express also no no i think it was in mumbai mirror it's and it was it's a very long i don't think mumbai mirror publishes such long piece mm. it's uh, around 5000 word piece hmm. so uh, he was only the first person who uh, to have interviewed her she was a recluse okay. and uh, um, uh, the mu- the professional jealousy that Uh, is uh, attributed to pandit ravi shankar about her now it is rumored that uh, amitabh jaya film abhiman was based was loosely based on that i see so uh, um, uh, he has written a very long obituary of her and it's a very uh, well written p- piece and obituary if you say so obituary right. so it's in mumbai mirror so and the second it's it's called the music of silence or something okay uh, the link so is below yeah uh, second is that we are obviously in midst of a festival which was never mentioned in hafta so yes uh, yeah, so um, that i was ending the song or the durga puja song anyway durga puja or asad dashar not two the two parallel things going one is ram navmi and one is durga puja mm. now i am recommending something which combines both now i had recommended it once in hindi charcha nirala wrote a very long poem ram ki shakti puja so it is a very human it's not a religious poem it's a, it's about uh, that uh, when you have self doubt what is really shakti so ram uh, b- before just and it is very opportune because it's the ninth day just uh, when uh, he was having his final battle with ravan he was filled with lot of self doubt because ravan was looking um, invincible hmm. and uh, and he had very uh, long introspection that does the good always win that does good triumph over evil and what is the, the need for this for this battle evil may have its own ways maybe it is not evil mm. so he introspects lot and uh, then someone suggests that you should also worship shakti 
uh, which uh, Ravan has and he starts uh, worshipping Shakti and he has to offer 101 lotuses but finally he falls short of two lotuses it's, a, it's a, 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 some mythology also so he is then reminded of that his mother used to call him him Rajiv Nain, that's Kamal Nain, hmm. means his eyes are also lotuses. So those are the two then. So, so he's, he pulls out both his eyes and offers it, offers it to the Sakti to get the, her blessings. Now the implicit meaning is that without self-sacrifice, the realization of power is incomplete. So that's the element of sacrifice. Hmm. So that is Nirala's very long poem, Ram Ki Sakti Puja. All so right. Thank you so much, Anand. That's that. I like the concept of that. I should check it out. Uh, Shoyoni, your recommendation? Can I recommend old pieces? Anything you like. Okay. So, you can't recommend anything older than Ramayan. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, it's not that old. <laughs> it's just two years. So uh, my first recommendation is this piece in Caravan from 2016. I hadn't read it at the time, but I read it just now and it's very relevant to the immediate present. It's a profile on R.K. Pachauri. It's called Hostile Climate, R.K. Yeah. Pachauri's Reign of Terry by Nikita Saxena. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, and my second recommendation is um, a New York Times piece from December 2017. So this is actually a piece on three Indian mountaineers. Hmm. All three of them were from West Bengal of very modest means. And they uh, planned an expedition to Mount Everest. Oh, yes. Is, I don't, was this in the Indian Express weekend section once? No, this was the New York Times. Oh, New York Times. Oh, right. I remember this. Yes. Carry on. Yeah. Please. So, these, so these three actually, uh, there's a slightly personal connection here. So one of the mountaineers who died en route was my husband's rock climbing instructor from his childhood. Wow. Oh, really? So, yeah. So the reporter, uh, the journalist John Branch, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, he saw certain posts on Facebook from my husband and his brother and he got in touch with them. Then he went to Calcutta, he went to Durgapur, he took interviews of their families and chronicled their emotional journey of bringing the bodies back from Mount Everest to their hometowns and the religious and social implications of that journey. It's it's a very nice read. It's very emotional. It's yeah, very it's, nicely written. I, I've read it, and you know, funny you should recommend. I read it a while ago. It's a really long piece and it's I was a really long and I was shocked at that guy. I mean, from the background, he was the amount of money they're trying to put together just so that he can do yeah. this. Like, I was like, "Whoa, you really have yeah. to be passionate about something to because it's right, not e right. easy. It's not cheap. Right. I mean, I don't it's have the cards. I don't have the card to go to Everest today, man. It's like 15, 20 lakhs, and actually, we had started a fundraiser from our side. But it, I mean, we could manage a couple of lakhs, but I think he got some more funding, but it was clearly not enough. And there are some questions that they were probably unprepared. Yeah, yeah. Because they did not have the money and... Uh, right. There was some poor judgment. There were some poor judgments. Sure, yes. But anyway, but that piece is... Uh, is yeah. a, it's an amazing piece. It's called Deliverance from 27,000 Feet. Yeah, sounds and, yeah. Uh, I missed this. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll it's, read it's this. a beautiful piece. Manisha? I've already given the seven years of the same recommendation Which that is? I give the seven years of NYT's love for the Saudi royals. I see. That's your recommendation. So my recommendation is, I mean, I'll give you a specific one, but there's a more general recommendation. This one was called No Easy Endings by Pamela Philippos on the Me Too movement. She warns of the blowback. She says there will be a blowback. It'll come. I think it's a very balanced view of the movement. It's not one side and it doesn't dismiss everything that doesn't agree with it. I think it's amazing uh, what the insight experience gives. I think this is a demonstration that experience is truly 
an exceptional thing. And other than this, the Indian Express weekend edition had about five pieces that were about gender or Me Too or related to it. I would recommend all men just open your mind and just read for the next week. You may not agree with all of it, but try not to react immediately. A lot of what we thought we knew, we don't. Uh, trust me, we don't. So, and I, I'm not saying everything's correct. I disagree with a lot of what's happening, but I think at the end of this, if you just read more about this, you'll think about things that so far you you would not think about. At least I hadn't even like looked at things from those, that that point of view so far. So yeah, that's what I'd recommend. On that note, I would like to wish all our subscribers a happy Durga Puja. If you're Bengali, happy Durga Puja, Shoyani. Yes, happy Durga Puja. How do you celebrate there in New York? You have a pandal. Pandal, कहते हैं पंडाल नहीं. ये ये ना ये जो पांडे जी है ना इनको पंडाल ही बोलते हैं. अरे पंडाल बोलते हैं. बंगाल में बंगाली लोग पैंडल बोलते हैं लेकिन पंडाल बोलते होंगे पंडाल नहीं बोलते सो व्हाट यू डू इन न्यूयॉर्क आई एम पार्ट ऑफ दिस बंगाली एसोसिएशन दे आर सेलिब्रेटिंग द रिलीज ऑन द 27th मतलब जब सब हो जाएगा अच्छा कन्वीनियंस के हिसाब से ठीक है दैट दैट्स ऑल सो लाइक दे आई एम नॉट दैट रिलीजियस आई गो देयर फॉर द फूड and meeting friends the food is amazing all right and, and uh, happy well. durga puja happy dashera to all of you it's dashera tomorrow i would urge you not to burn stuff i think delhi is polluted as it is i know there's going to be a blowback to that but i still think that's something what we shouldn't do and if you have well, it's raining hmm. are you kidding what? it's it's raining. it's raining yeah i can hear manager koi pakode fry karta pad 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 अच्छा ये बारिश पड़ रही है वाह वाह ओके ग्रेट दैट मींस पोल्यूशन विल कम डाउन ऑन द वीकेंड पोल्यूशन विल कम डाउन दैट्स ग्रेट सो सो ऑन दैट नोट आई विल लीव यू विद अ सॉन्ग दैट सेलिब्रेट्स ऑल दीस फेस्टिवल्स एंड दिस टाइम ऑफ द ईयर सब्सक्राइब टू न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री पे टू कीप न्यूज़ फ्री राइट इन टू अस एट कांटेक्ट एट newslaundry.com विद योर suggestions or criticisms try to keep your email below 250 words if possible under 200 if you have any area of expertise that you'd like to be a part of the hafta panel this was subscribers only write to karthik at newsline.com and if you have any abuse to leave for us contact either the pandeji at hyatt or the pandeji in office take your pick on also that... can i can i chime in a little bit please i think as a subscriber i am so glad that news laundry engages with their subscribers in spite of all the harsh feedback sometimes it gets i have myself given a lot of harsh feedback but i think no other media organization engages with the subscribers as honestly and, uh, and as openly as news laundry so i think everybody should subscribe to news thank laundry. you so much shalini main aapki daant bhula nahi aapne jo mail mein mujhe daata tha ki mera mera chhod lekin theek hai i'm glad you did but you're uh, learning should, i'm learning we're all yeah. learning Oh. <laughs> I'm learning. So thank you all. Thank Until you. next week. Bye bye. Shoni, enjoy the New York Durga Puja. Dhakar tale, komur dole, khushi te na che mon. Aaj baaja ka shor, jama shor, thakbe maar koto khon. Dhakar tale, komur dole, khushi te na che mon. बाजा का शोर जमाशोर थकबे मार कत बाजा का शोर जमा आशोर थकबे मार कत All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch 
all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.